0: hey everyone we're back with the district three podcast episode 169 uh joined by my co-host elena thank you for joining us again elena uh second episode in the week
1: yes yes here yeah, we are. are busy
0: yeah we stay busy <laughs> we, we just we just be recording these and just putting them out we just recorded yeah. one yesterday and it's out today yes it's yes. out uh, so check that one out um but today we're joined by someone in the community who i was recently on her podcast um, she's communications manager for Interform. She's a professional model, a single mom, podcaster with Interform Podcast, which was the podcast that I was on. Uh, and my episode should be up on February 14th, according yes. to according to her. Uh, she's also <laughs> a model mentor and uh, her name is Ro Bailey. Ro, thank you for joining us thank today. Thank
2: you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here.
0: I was telling you that you were on my list of people that I've been wanting to meet for a while, and mm. uh, and I'll I'll say what I told you off the air. Uh, <laughs> there's sometimes you know when I want to meet someone and uh, I see them at events and stuff. Sometimes I have the energy to talk to people, and sometimes I don't. That event that I saw you at. I was already uh, handling that voter registration table by myself. Yeah. And, that was and a it little, was
2: like 90 degrees outside. It was hot. <laughs> so it was I hot. understand. So I
0: was like, I'm, I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to be here <laughs> on the table. And and, uh, and I think my the cardboard of, of my table that had like registered to vote here flew off or something. And you mm-hmm. came out and helped me. You helped me pick it up. And I was like, well, there's the energy of the world Aww. taking care of it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, they knew that I didn't have energy to – Go up and talk to people today, but you came up and you talked and you were super nice. And I was like, okay, because sometimes you just don't know how people are, you know, but Mm -hmm. when you, when you see someone make an effort to help someone that you don't even know, Mm -hmm. for me, I was like, okay. She's good on my book. I'm gonna try to reach out, and uh, I think we started following each other on Instagram. And then I was on your podcast. Was I think the last I followed week? you first. You followed me first. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But yeah. then, but then I countered and I sent you a friend request on Facebook. Ah. So I was I like, you know what? I see that you follow, that.
2: and I raise you, <laughs> and I counted that. And then you were like,
0: come on my podcast. And I was like, you come on my podcast. So I don't know wh- I don't know what's next. No, you come. On my <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Yeah. I don't know what's next, but. I think that you have a very impactful story, uh, uh, such a long journey, you know, to where you're at, where you're at today. And there's a lot of things that people might not know about you. But besides the labels and the descriptions that I just kind of said about you, um, what would you describe yourself?
2: I would describe myself as an a retro (laughs) because I am obsessed with the 70s, even though I wasn't born in the 70s. Um, A retro very proud black women. I think that encompasses it in a nutshell. Um and yeah, I'm very passionate about uh people having a voice. Um so like on Interform Podcasts, like I I love to interview people who are making an, an impact in the local community like yourself. And um, I just want to give people a voice and an opportunity. And with with modeling, I kind of I feel like it goes hand in hand because a lot of people don't know that modeling has different categories. And so people come up to me and they say, you know, I wish I can be a model, but I'm too old or I wish I can be a model, but I'm too short or I'm this size. And they've usually been told that their whole lives by people who are not in the modeling industry. So they Mm. don't they're not getting the correct information. Yeah. And so um, I feel like both with the podcast and with modeling, it just helps me um, let people open their eyes and, and get more visibility uh, into things that they may not otherwise know that they could get into. Mm. So,
0: And what would you say is like the, not not image, but I guess the aura that you would like to present, you know, out to the community? What do, What do you want people to to see or feel when they hear you know Roe Bailey
2: I want them to feel and see someone who is human and makes mistakes because I'm very transparent about uh things that I need to work on like overthinking um d- drinking more water even simple things like that I got my water right here <laughs> <So> I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get you um <laughs> So I I don't want people to see things that are perfect, right? So I'm very um, particular about not using certain filters Mm. on my stories or or, or on, you know, posts because I feel like it gives people a false sense of what I look like Mm. and a false sense of what you're supposed to look like. Now, when I do photo shoots for professional modeling, there is some airbrushing. But as far as using it when I just do normal stories, that's something I'm very adamant about because pores are normal and, mm-hmm. and pimples are normal and mm-hmm. overbites are normal. I have an overbite. So I just want people to see someone who is a regular human who, um, can do more than the things that people told them that they couldn't do. Because mm-hmm. I've been told like, you can't still be modeling you're 40. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I mean, my- look at me. <laughs> my <laughs> checks are saying otherwise. <laughs> hey. Um, I just want people to see that they can, they can do more than, um, what maybe some negative people in their life tell them that they can't, can and can't do. Mm. I don't want people to be governed by that because I feel like when it comes from like our family members, we got family members that are toxic that tell Mm -hmm. us things that we can't do. There's, I've met models whose moms told them that they could never model because Mm. they're fat or because they're too short or too old. And you know, sometimes that comes from an insecure place and, and there are some things that we don't have to listen to our parents about. I know that's a taboo topic. Um, But I just want – I want people to see that you can do whatever you feel like doing and you can still be a human and still make mistakes and still be happy.
0: How would you say – how would you say that you balance out – you know, I think based on my perception of you, you seem like a very confident person. And uh, and how do you balance – you know, doing so much and and like presenting the the confidence out to the community, without you know people misinterpreting that as like being conceited mm. or because I struggle with that, so that's mm. why I'm asking you. I feel like you have more experience than I do, you know, <laughs> in the in the community, uh, and in on in media and stuff. Um, have you thought about that? Have you put any thought into that? Because that's something that I struggle with all the time.
2: Yeah, you know what? My confidence comes from making mistakes and accepting my flaws because i feel like in order to be confident you have to know yourself well enough to where someone can't tell you anything about yourself right like let's say example you came in here you gotta stay on your shirt yeah i do um (laughs) (laughs) like if someone wants to say hey you gotta stay on your shirt it's like almost kind of annoying because you already knew that now if you came to work thinking that you were super duper fly and, mm-hmm. and attractive and fresh. And then someone says, you have a stain on your shirt. You might be like, Oh man, like I didn't know that. I didn't, mm-hmm. how did I not, how did I miss that? How did I not notice that before I left the house? And so it takes you, it kind of shocks you a little bit and it kind of throws you off, but no one can tell me anything about me that I don't already know. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I know that I struggle with anxiety and overthinking. I know mm-hmm. that, my teeth are crooked, right? And I know that I have stretch marks or that I have cellulite. No one can say that to me and, and knock me off of my path, and that's where the confidence comes from. The confidence mm. isn't um, I'm worried about if somebody will like me. It's like I'll be all right if they don't. I think gotcha. that's what confidence is. I don't think it's knowing that you're perfect or knowing that you're attractive or knowing that you have everything in order and prepared and together. That's not, to me, that's not confidence. Confidence is knowing like, I I got this blazer at Goodwill. You know what I mean? And like, I love it and it's comfortable and and I think it fits me the way I want it to fit me and I'm totally fine Mm -hmm. with that. I think that's what confidence is. Maybe some people have a different understanding of what it is, but I think it's just knowing your flaws. Mm.
1: I do have a question. Yeah. So I grew up on social media. I'm 23. Mm -hmm. And so everything, always Instagram. Yes. So do you go through and like clean out your Instagram? Because sometimes I find myself comparing myself to other women and like, And it's like, my body is beautiful and I need to love me, but Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, why, why are these perfect, you know, hourglass shapes everywhere? Yeah. And like you said, filters, I try to limit my use on filters too, because Mm -hmm. I can see like what it does, you know, to little features of me, you know, but yeah, yeah, what do you
2: do? I definitely unfollow um, frequently of like, if I'm continuously seeing people's page and it's only negativity or if. I see a girl who clearly got her body done trying to promote, you know, her, her workout plan. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate. Um, So I'm, I'm constantly cleaning out my, my Instagram, like it's your Instagram. So you should be, you should have the power to see things that you want to see and not see things that, that you don't want to see. And I think that working like in the modeling industry, that has helped me so much because before, you know, starting a journey to be a professional model, I was like, I thought everything I saw in magazines, like all the the people I saw in videos and runway shows, I thought they were perfect humans. They have all this beautiful hair and they have, you know, no skin problems. But mm. once I got in it, I'm like, they got a whole team mm-hmm. to add hair. They got a whole, t- they got a photographer who knows how to Photoshop. They have surgeons who know who they have the resources and money for Mm -hmm. and so once I've accepted that like if I do see someone that's attractive it doesn't it doesn't mean that I'm not attractive and I think that's that's what a lot of women do we're constantly comparing ourselves to each other they do it on on red carpets all the time Mm -hmm. like with men they ask them about their movies but with women it's like who wore it better because they're always trying to compare Mm -hmm. women because they know that you know women sometimes buy into that negative or positive Mm -hmm. but it's important to remember that just because another woman is beautiful it doesn't mean that you're not Mm. it just means that she is also beautiful Mm. and that's that's something I had to learn the hard way like I took everything personal especially in modeling if I didn't get a job if I didn't get a booking I was like it's because I'm ugly Mm -hmm. or it's because they don't like me um I didn't i got told no from several different modeling agencies when i was like 19 20 um, and i thought it was because i was not attractive or just i didn't fit what they wanted but the truth is it's like modeling agencies will have 20 30 black models with the same measurements with the same look they may not look exactly like me that but they'll all be Five foot ten black women who are this skin tone and this size. Mm-hmm. So why would they book or add someone to the agency who has those same measurements? It's just like any other job. Like if they already have a position filled, then why would they hire somebody else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of the, the same thing. But yeah, you, I would just say, and I say this all the time. No one no one can stress me out on my phone. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I pay the bill Mm -hmm. like you see what I'm saying you ain't finna stress me out on my phone Mm -hmm. like do whatever you need to do and don't feel guilty about it because um, I think sometimes people do feel guilty about it like why am I feeling this way like I shouldn't do that I shouldn't unfollow this person like I should be more confident don't beat yourself up you can work on that later it is your phone yeah so if you feel like you need to unfollow people
1: do it or mute them or mute them. muting is really nice muting is really
2: fun <laughs> yeah. i like to block i've been getting <laughs> i've be getting extra with the blocking facebook bit.
0: has some options where you can uh snooze take a break yeah you can take a break from someone i know yeah. some people be taking breaks on me on social media i, <laughs> I already know but and I, and I do get a little hurt sometimes but it is what it is yeah gotta do what you gotta do but uh uh, I, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is your uh, veteran status. Mm, mm-hmm. You served in in what branch of the, the army? The army. Can you believe that? Can you talk about that <laughs> that journey? Like what? Yeah. First of all, uh, like what led you to do that? What, what uh, you college learn? money.
2: I'm going to be I feel you. completely honest. Um, when I was in college, I went to Tennessee State University, of Nashville, which is a HBCU. We were just talking about that, and um, in my sophomore year, they Told me that I couldn't receive any additional financial aid because my parents made too much money, and I was mm. like, I don't know, who's, <laughs> I don't know whose income you are looking at because my parents. Um, and so I didn't really have any other option. I was going to actually join the Air Force because my dad was in the Air Force. Okay. Um, but they had like a waiting period. Like everybody during that time, everybody wanted to get into the Air Force, and this was like right after 9 nine eleven. Tells you how old I am. Um. <laughs> And so the opportunity just came. I was like, I got to do something. I got to finish this degree, which I ended up not using. But at that mm. time, I was like, I have to do this. And um, I just I joined the Army. And mm. it was uh, definitely scary. It was horrible, to be mm. honest with you. Things are different now. I think that there are a little bit more, you know, adjustments made to make soldiers a little bit more comfortable. But they put a blindfold on you when you go to basic training like when you're on the bus when you're on the way so that you can't escape and to me i was like well that's a that's a Mm, rough (laughs) sign basically (laughs) yeah um and then just you know obviously you know you get yelled at you know you're on a a specific schedule like they they test your emotional limits and your physical limits but at the end of the day what i definitely learned was time management because Mm. People in the military get more done before six AM than people do their whole day.
0: You got here fifteen minutes so, early.
2: Yeah, see? You see what I I'm saying? If you're, <laughs> if you're uh, you know, if you're you're on time, you're late, like yeah, that's yeah. but it's carried over <laughs> into my, you know, my life now. Some good things and some bad things. But um, I learned a lot. I would not do it again. Mm. But <laughs> but I did learn a lot. And I've noticed that like when we were talking about this um, earlier being like considered a veteran and then me speaking out on certain topics has caused a little bit of um negativity like mm-hmm. a negative feedback because i think people are expecting me to be this super patriot um who doesn't say anything negatively about america right yeah and i don't i don't know if they see i, I I sometimes feel like they see the veteran before they see I'm, I'm a black woman. Yeah. Like I'm a single mom. I'm a black woman. So of course things are going to affect me differently. Mm-hmm. It's like all of that neg- negates the veteran status. It's very mm-hmm. strange.
0: Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Cause it's kind of like if you, if you're out in public somewhere uh, and you're not wet, you're not wearing, you know, the, the military. Right. Outfit, it's like, you're a black woman. Thank you. you know? Like,
2: before anything else, before yeah. the military, I am a black woman. I'm sure if people, like, see me walking around, they're not like, that's, yeah, she's a veteran. But if you, like, watch my stories and I'm up at the gym at 4 a.m. Yeah. And I'm showing up to your podcast, like, you know, 30 minutes early, then they might be like, mm, well, that woke, checks out. <laughs> I woke
0: up at at uh, 7... 45 this morning. Really? And I clicked on my stories, and mm. you had posted a story three hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like... like geez, uh, it's too early for
0: this. <laughs> He's already up with, with like, the uh, stuff. Uh, I was like, yeah. you're, you're ready. At, yeah. So you wake up, like, what, at 4 in the morning?
2: Yeah, I usually wake up at 3.40 to get to the gym at 4. Mm. I haven't been able to go this week because of the weather. Um, but with that, I just found myself making a lot of excuses to not work out before I started working out at 4. I was like, mm-hmm. I used... i'm gonna be honest with you i use being a single mom as an excuse i was like i can't work out because at that time i was working like two jobs Mm. i got two jobs i I have a son like i don't have time to work out it's like do you not have time or do you just don't want to do it yeah like just say it like be honest with yourself say that say that it's not a priority instead instead of saying you don't have time just say it's not a priority it'll change Mm -hmm. how you look at Mm. things right? Like spending yeah. time with your family or calling your family if they're worthy to spend time with, because sometimes family can be draining. <laughs> just say, instead of saying you don't have time, say it's not a priority. And it just like, mm. it's uncomfortable, right? Yeah. So then you start making adjustments. And that's basically what I did, because um, my health was not the best. I And something that I haven't shared with you, but I had hypothyroidism so Mm. I had a very slow metabolism slow thyroid which means I Mm. gain weight Mm -hmm. um, I'm tired all the time and sensitive to cold and Mm. so I got tired of making excuses for that I was like if I don't want this to get worse I gotta exercise I don't have a choice yeah and so like it just propelled me to just kind of make some adjustments because I got tired of lying to myself Mm -hmm. because that's basically what I was doing is just saying like
0: I don't have time. Makes sense. And and kind of going back to we oh, we were talking about the military. Um, wh- what would be your your um, approach if like your son wants to join the military? Because <laughs> um, your son's getting like of, of age. like Yeah, he's he
2: 13 getting, now. Yeah. Um, that's something, you know, maybe when he's 18, he might consider.
0: Mm-hmm. Has he talked about it at all? Has he mentioned it?
2: He has actually mm-hmm. because his dad was my ex-husband was in. The army as well okay. um i think that i would support him in whatever decision he makes i just want to be sure that he has all the facts mm-hmm. and doesn't go in not knowing that they can change your job to something that will force you to go overseas mm. um and and not expect him to think that the recruiter is going to tell you the truth yeah so I just I do want him to be armed with all of the information, and if he has all the information and still wants to go, I, I'll I'll support my baby. But yeah. I I don't think I had all of the information. I think I made a very hasty decision because I felt like I was in crisis at that time, and mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had any other options. Yeah. So I don't want my son to be in the position to just make a hasty decision. If he's going to join the military, it's going to be because he did his research. Mm -hmm. and after all that this this is what he wants to
0: do and recruiters be pulling up to your schools right oh yeah oh yeah sometimes to neighborhoods and and yeah i've i've been uh recruiters have have uh, talked to me at like the parking lot of harps really yeah like i was just it seems very desperate right when i was younger they would come i guess they see me as old now because no one ever (laughs) approaches me anymore but uh, (laughs) back when i was like 18 19 They'd be like, hey, son, like, uh, you know.
2: Yeah, and um, you know what? Actually, it has been proven that recruiters, you know, tend to target people of color color Mm -hmm. because we usually come from impoverished backgrounds. And we are the most likely to be like, I want to change my situation, right? So the only way I'm going to change it is if I joined the military. Mm-hmm. And they know that. They know that they can promise like, oh, you joined, you're join, you going to get this bonus. You can pick whatever job you want. Not telling them that you can only have whatever job you want if you make a good score on the ASVAB. Mm-hmm. So if you don't make a good score, you're probably going to be in infantry, mm-hmm. which is the worst job to have if you don't want to go overseas and fight on the front lines. Yeah. So they're just not, maybe they're more honest now. That was several years ago. But I think that's something to keep in mind as well. It's just like if, if you're brown and you come from an impoverished community,
0: you, the recruiters are gonna be on you. I remember I wanted to join the military when I was like seventeen, and it was it came from more of a I didn't understand society. I wasn't involved in the community. Mm-hmm. that was barely starting. and I really felt a sense of, you know want I want to do this for my country. I yeah, want like yeah. I want to give back in some yeah. way. You know, and my mom said, "If you go, I'ma die." So mm. I ended up. I felt that. <laughs> she's I like, felt that as a mama. Yeah. She's like, "If you go, I'ma faint I'm a die, mm. and I'ma die, and that's gonna be on you, on your <laughs> conscience." And I was like, "Okay." That's a
2: really good technique.
0: It worked. I'm not
2: saying I <laughs> won't do it, but I'll
1: just keep all, it in mind. All my dad said was, "Why serve a nation that's never served you?" You hear me? Ooh,
2: yeah. Oh. That's- Ooh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah that's a it's, case, but- and, My uh,
2: uncle has said the same thing. I've had several family members in, you know, the military. And when they get back from Vietnam, they're still called the N-word. Mm-hmm. And they're still not allowed to do certain
0: things. And it's like, that you know. Muhammad Ali uh, Yeah, when
2: he said, hey, they've never called me a...
0: You know, blank. you're the, you're the enemy. Like, you're my Ooh, enemy. Child. Oh. I saw that, la- I saw it again last week and I was like, wow. Like, mm. to to be that brave. He was so brave. He could have, was, did he serve time at all for not going? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Um, But he said a lot of stuff, like. I think he was, he was banned from boxing in mm. several states mm-hmm. because of that, mm-hmm. I believe. If I remember correctly. Which made him down.
1: more
2: famous. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now you gotta travel to go see him. Yeah, you see,
2: ticket ticket prices going up. Yesterday's price is not today's (laughs) price.
0: You gonna say something, Elena? No. Um, So the (laughs) you gonna say something? No. Um, So uh, yeah, like I I watched that speech again uh, last week, and I was like, man, to have the bravery to say that at that time, as a black man, as like possibly, you know being sent to prison because we weren't going to go to Vietnam and then being surrounded by by those white folks that you know were angry at him for Mm -hmm. just being vocal Uh, I don't know I feel like that doesn't get talked about as much
2: yeah because anybody I feel like anybody can say it now right there's keyboard gangsters you can say whatever you Mm -hmm. want on social media but um, during that time for him to Uh, say that and I feel like he may have felt they're gonna hate me regardless this mm -hmm. is like what? The 60s, the 50s and 60s, they're going to hate me regardless. I may as well say what I want to say. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I respect that. And if that. they want to throw hands like listen. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz what are you going to do? You can't beat me up. <laughs> yeah. If oh, you had that mentality, like you can't beat me up, so <laughs> it's whatever.
0: So um you have a lot of experience in the radio too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what are some of the uh, of the places where you've where you've worked? You know, I know right now you have a podcast, which we'll we'll touch on that too. Yeah. But I kind of wanted to know more about like your your journey through through radio, because I mean your your IG handle is row on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to know where the where the origins of that.
2: So come um from. I when I first moved here in two thousand 12 i was actually working at dillard's um in fayetteville and i was like a newly divorced single mom with a three-year-old and we had did some event at dillard's where cumulus broadcasting Mm. collaborated with us and i met this woman named anita cowan and she was great and um you know i'm kind of outgoing and like we just kind of clicked and then maybe a month later she called me and she said, hey, you know, we've got an opening for someone to just do a little bit of um, voice tracking. Um, so if you're interested, and I was like, yes, I'm interested <laughs> because I've always been interested in radio, but I've always been told you're not going to make that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could be there's that saying that you can be whatever you want to be as long as they're hiring. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, you can say you want to be this person, but if no one's hiring, like you're going to have to wait. Um So I called her back and she didn't respond for like two weeks. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, the position's filled and like I should just let it go. But I didn't want to. I Mm -hmm. I didn't want to. So I called her back um, and she still didn't respond. So I emailed her and called her like a week. I was a little bit of a bugaboo. Um, (laughs) And then she was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, um, you know, I've been on vacation and, you know, I didn't see my emails and that kind of thing. Um, And then they had a position in addition to me voice tracking for a, an event coordinator. So mm-hmm. I'm the person, I was the person for, for radio stations when they, they did have remotes. I don't know if they have those anymore. Yeah. But it's like, hey, we're out here at Sam's Furniture. We got pizza and giveaways. <laughs> so I was the person who got the pizza and mm-hmm. had to or, arrange that mm-hmm. and you know have all that done. Um, And so I left Dillard's and it was like a really big thing. And once I got into it, I just fell in love with it so Mm -hmm. much like just um the ability to reach so many people with just your voice Mm -hmm. is amazing to me and um for people to like uh see you and be like or and when you start talking they're like wait you sound familiar right and they Mm -hmm. start recognizing you and then you connect with so many different people and seeing how things work behind the scenes because you're like when you're a kid you're thinking you're listening to the radio and you're thinking that things are live Mm-hmm. but they're not.
1: Yeah.
2: And you're thinking that, um, you know, morning shows are happening right there in that town. And some of them are syndicated. Yeah, So they're, they're happening out of California and you mm-hmm. think they're happening right here in Fayetteville. So different things like that. It just, I was just intrigued. I already love music. So um, it's just something that I just fell in love with. And it was the first job that I had that actually made me happy. Before that, mm-hmm. I only had jobs to pay bills, yeah. You know what I mean? Just to to get by, just because I had to. Um, and that was literally the first job that made me happy. So I voice tracked mm-hmm. on, um, there were several stations under the Cumulus umbrella. So there's 102.1 The Vibe, which is actually in Fort Smith, but it was broadcast out of Fayetteville. Okay. So I would just like voice track on there for a while. And then I ended up being on Radio John Deke as like a guest host. And it just kind of progressed from there. Mm-hmm and then i was also on star 101.5 the vibe um, well it's not the vibe any. it's it wasn't the vibe when i started it was 70s 80s and 90s music okay and um they changed formats but my boss um candice dixon horn had she had worked for cumulus before so she knew we had a lot of things in common mm-hmm. a lot of people in common and um she was just a really great mentor she actually cared about what i had going on in my you know, personal life. Like, I could bring my son to work if Mm -hmm. I, you know, if she'll let me do that. Um, She gave me some tips about radio, gave me some tips about money. Like, she was just a, you know, a really good supporter uh, as a a mentor, as a woman. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that about her. But, like, I just couldn't leave it alone after that. I had to have some aspect of radio in my life, and I just really loved it.
0: Have you... Um, did it take you a while to like uh establish or come up with you know your your radio voice because i uh, yes I'm still you have a really good <laughs> voice and and i am have these headphones on right now and I can hear it even and it sounds really good, you know mm-hmm. like on the on the airways did it take you a while to establish it that you that you put thought into it? It's something that I'm still working on at the moment yeah
2: actually well i mean I'm already like a not like a heavy talker but mm already enunciate like public speaking was it came pretty easy to me when I was in college but as far as radio I did like voiceovers for commercials as okay. well so I learned that um, how your face is actually changes the sound of your voice so mm. um, my my mentor Candice or my she was my boss and my mentor she would say things like okay smile when you say this and in my brain I'm thinking can anybody see me <laughs> Why do I have to smile? And she's like, smile because it'll sound differently. And so I learned to kind of manipulate my voice mm. to sound the way I wanted it to sound. And I learned, you know, to back up off of the microphone when I say my S's and T's so I'm not, like, hitting it too hard and mm. just a lot of things, like you you start to listen to yourself. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to hear myself because it sounds so weird. Like <laughs> when, you, when you play an episode back, you're like, oh, I really sound like that? Yeah. Um, and you start learning just like what to do and what not to do. So it definitely takes time, but at the same time, it's really fun to learn how to do different things and make it sound the way
0: you want it to sound. I figured that you had put work into it mm. um, because it feels very defined. It feels like you've defined. Like
2: you heard it. It feels like
0: you've put you've put effort into it, and it's something that I'm still like I said, I'm still trying to figure out. You know, specifically, you know, when you have all these professional mics that we have now, mm-hmm. how how I should you know project myself in order for not to sound too loud, but to sound relaxed, mm-hmm. uh, and to sound uh, to make it sound like something that somebody wants to listen to. Mm. Uh, I'm, I I think about that a lot. Maybe it's just the fact that I I overanalyze everything. Um, you mean
2: both but you know <laughs> I, I
0: imagine you know how do i sound in people's headphones if they listen to the podcast and the headphones how do i sound in their car mm. am, am i sounding a little bit too loud mm-hmm. so i'm having so we're 169 episodes in but i'm still trying to to figure that out i think it's probably going to take like 300 episodes for me to
1: finally
0: feel comfortable with myself um, but the podcast Mm -hmm. Um, you have the Interform podcast i like i said at the beginning of this podcast episode um i was a guest about a week and a half ago which i'm super pumped about thank you thank you for the invitation i've been wanting to get to get invited (laughs) you know uh to podcast in general but when you reached out i was like it's interesting because
2: people invite themselves
0: oh (laughs) they do oh yeah i have so
2: So when i reach (laughs) out to you you know i really want it and i'm not saying i don't want people to reach out but sometimes they don't ask they yeah. just say hey i can be on your podcast this month and i'm like oh
0: okay Ooh, <laughs> so well you, you could right but do yeah, I are you through? gonna ask <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, but what was interesting was that um i put it out of the universe back in in uh i think it was late last year i was like man like i invite a lot of people on the show you know like i would like to get invited i mean i do get invited to like panels and discussions and and virtual panels and stuff, which I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. But I like the conversation of a podcast where you can just talk about everything, yeah, and just very freely. And it kind of allows you to kind of see, you know, where you're at uh in regards to like, like where you're at mentally. Sometimes I I impress myself because I'm like, man, I didn't even know I could say stuff like this, like, mm-hmm. and it comes out, you know, the way that I didn't even expect it to. So I put it out in the universe. I was like, I want to get invited, uh, and hopefully it happens, and then. In one week, I think, because of because of the sleet, uh, I had to reschedule several things. But in one week, I was going to do your podcast. Uh, my friend Noel Sosa is launching hey, his podcast. Hey,
2: Noel. No soul.
0: Yeah, it's coming up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Good Day NWA yes. reached out. And it was going to be all in the same week. But because wow. of the sleet and stuff, I had to reschedule. Uh-huh. But I was like, wow. I don't know. I, I just I'm, I'm a firm believer in you put it out there, mm-hmm. what you want. You work towards it. Sure, sure. You know, and you and you put out positive vibes and it's going to come back to you. The good, the what you want will come to you. Will it happen to everyone 100% of the time? No. Mm-hmm. But I'm a firm believer if, if you put it out there and you put good energy out there, something is going to come back to you. Yeah, it might not it's be like exactly you said, what you, you thought. You
2: do the work, though. Like, yeah. People want you on these forums and, you know, other things and podcasts because... You have built a reputation for yourself that is very positive in the community and very impactful. So, um, I mean, I felt like it was going to come anyway for you because of the foundation that you have laid. If you were just like a regular dude, of course, nothing's just going to come to you because you wanted to. It Mm. came to you because you
0: deserve it. In well, my opinion. I appreciate it. We're talking about taking compliments. Yeah. Uh, Sit I'll there. Thank you. <laughs> 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 We're talking about how we handle when someone uh, compliments. Yeah. It's hard to handle compliments. Are you good at taking compliments? Elena? I'm
1: getting better at it. I've, I've told myself that it's a good thing to mm. accept nice things that people are telling you. Yeah. Not to feel uncomfortable. What do you
0: what do you if someone says right now? Uh, I love I love your work that you're doing right now at KNWA. Elena, what do you say?
1: say thank you. Okay,
2: that's good. <laughs> you that's do? Good. Yeah. Why is it so uncomfortable for us to pay compliments <laughs> Sometimes like Sometimes I
1: ask them deeper. I'm like, "Oh yeah, what what what, what did do you, you read?" read? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you read? Name the <laughs> article. <laughs> Name the article. Yeah. When did I post it? You know, I've had a this is, a friend sent me an article that I wrote myself about this teacher. And she's like, Oh my gosh, did you see the story? Like, sent it to me. And I'm like, Did you see the byline? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Flex.
2: She was very Flex. I bet. I <laughs> bet. <laughs> I
0: saw an article of yours, Elena, before I even knew you worked at KNWA. And because I don't, I don't think you posted it I didn't post on it. social yeah, media. I didn't post you didn't it tell so- any I of us. Yeah, I didn't update anything. And I forgot <laughs> what the article was about, but I clicked it and I was like, And then it said Elena Ramirez. And I was like,
2: I know hey, her. Is this, is this a different <laughs> is this a
0: different than I mean? Because I haven't seen her post anything. And then uh and then I saw that you were working at knwa uh, Move in
1: Silence. <laughs> Real cheese Move in Silence like
2: Lasagna. <laughs> ah.
0: But move in silence, but did you see the byline? <laughs> Uh, you get that in there. <laughs> so, you know, for folks that are listening right now, Ro, and uh, and want to become a model or are listening to what you're saying and, you know, want to connect with you in some way to work with you or to, you know, get some guidance from you, mm-hmm. where can they reach out?
2: I would say Instagram. Um, my Instagram is RO underscore on underscore, the radio, all one word. Um, reach out to me there or you can email me. Um, my email information is on Interform dot art um, Mm. on our website so either way whatever works best for you we can um you know start there and then maybe we can grab coffee or something i'd be happy to um share i would just like to say i am not like an expert i do make mistakes um but i am happy to share the lessons i've learned from those mistakes with with anybody i'm a very transparent person and i think that that is very needed Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes that's what shied me away from seeking out mentors when I was younger. Cause I'm like, well, of course you got your life together. You know what I mean? Everything's perfect. Every, everything's going great for you, but you know, not for me. Mm-hmm. So knowing that somebody is, is down to earth and like, they may be able to tell you, I don't know. I yeah.
0: think that's very, um, rare and valuable. Mm. And, uh, when, when you were p- plugging your contacts, you didn't mention your TikTok. You're on TikTok now.
2: I am on TikTok. Listen, I make some stupid videos on there. It's actually become a a really great outlet for me. And I started TikTok because my son wanted to make TikTok videos with me. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a way for me to spend more time with him because I'm trying to meet him at his level of communication. Right. Like when he goes to the summer, he goes with his dad in the summertime he doesn't want to talk on the phone he prefers mm. to text me and at first i was like i'm an adult like you know i want you i want to hear your voice i want you to call me yeah um but sometimes we have to make compromises like just as people in general but especially as parents so if i can talk to my son more by texting i'm gonna do it if i can mm. spend more time with him making TikTok videos i'm gonna do it hey. so I don't, what's the handle? Is it row radio on the TikTok? But it's like a 115, like, I still ain't figured out how, yet, how TikTok <laughs> how, works. <laughs> how are you with
0: editing? Have you, have you started getting better at editing? Yeah. A Transi- little like transition so here and there. One that, you
2: did. <laughs> <laughs> that one in hit home, fridge. you know, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was real. That was real life right there. Cause I really, when I open my refrigerator, I see them cookies in there. I'm mm. like, you better stop, boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like, it just gives me kind of a break. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be goofy and just make some some videos. Um, some of them are are relevant, and some of them are like really deep. You know that I'm just kind of like using humor as a way to kind yeah. of cope with some things that I've been thinking about, like mm-hmm. some triggers. So yeah,
0: I do that too. I'm on TikTok yeah. too. Uh, are you? Yeah, I okay. forgot my screen name. Okay, but if you look up Ir- Irvin Camacho, you'll find yeah. me. But I also do a mix of some goofy stuff mm-hmm. and then some serious stuff, like I'll talk about issues in Arkansas, things that are going on, uh, some cultural stuff, you mm-hmm. know, some cultural trauma stuff mm-hmm. that we kind of experience on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and sometimes when I mention to people about TikTok, it's, sometimes it's like, oh, that's cool, but then sometimes it's like, oh, that's cringe. But... It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. As long as you as long as you're happy Yeah doing it and it brings some sort of value for you, it sounds like you know I love it. The relationship with your son just in general, yeah. you know, is great and, and, and that brings value to that, but then also for yourself. For I your, think
2: people think TikTok is just dancing, that's why they think it's cringe, like, Oh, you on TikTok, mm-hmm. so you be on there doing dances. So I think people have I mean, a misunderstanding. I could. I could if I wanted to. <laughs> but yeah, there's other things. You can do like, you know, movie clips, you know, mm-hmm. from your favorite movie, do skits and things like that. That's what I really yeah. like. So
0: okay well Ro thank you once again for being here I appreciate you so much and I know that the community appreciates so much thanks for all you do thank Um, you it's important to tell people you know that 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 we're appreciative of of like the stuff that they're doing and and for being so inclusive not only inclusive but being so welcoming to folks that need help Uh, it sounds like you're always someone that people can go to if they Mm -hmm. need any kind of any kind of guidance and and uh, you're very empathetic, and, and I, I really appreciate that. And like I said, you know, when I met you, I was, I, I was like, okay, this is a good person. I could tell, you know, just from that mm. first action of yours of, of helping me out, you know, when that wind was blowing my, my cardboard off my, my table that day. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing everything, you know, that, 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 that you do, but also how we can work together. In the future there's a lot of potential there yeah you know, absolutely there's so much that you're doing we didn't get to talk about everything we have mm-hmm. you know we have you also have the uh is it called black girls talk
2: yes it's an open forum uh, we're gonna have guest speakers going forward to talk about different topics but it's an open forum to create a spa- a safe space for black women
0: and they can uh follow that work is it on the interform art
2: yes interform dot art uh, on Instagram, I love it. Mm-hmm. y'all on Facebook too. We are on Facebook. We are Interform Fashion, mm-hmm. but on Instagram it's Interform Art.
0: And you're still modeling, so I am. We'll see you on the runway.
2: Yeah. So watch out for so that. There, you're gonna
0: be all over the place. <laughs> yes. So people will be able to, to prepare see to be sick of me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> from
2: the start, that's right. <laughs>
0: I'm on the runways. I'm on Tik. You'll see me on. Yeah, TikTok. you see me everywhere. On your IG feed. Now you're on District Three Podcast. Yes. Um, but I'm excited to see. You know how we can work together. Hopefully mm-hmm. that we can find something. You know that we can work together on whether it being a podcast thing or whether it being you know just a community thing. Yes. I and mean, there's a lot of potential there. So. Thank you for your time. Elena, thank you for co-hosting again. Yes. I appreciate you. Hopefully, you know, that, that sleet will uh, completely melt so you don't have any, any trouble getting sliding. out of your apartment anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you, everybody that's listening. That was episode 169 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Edivine signing off.